Thank you for joining us on the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast, a podcast of preaching and teaching from the ministries at Fellowship Baptist Church. Fellowship Baptist Church exists to gather, grow, give, and go for the glory of God. Thank you for joining us once again on our Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Today, we're going to continue this talk about the church and the poor. And I want to take it in a little bit of a different direction and ask a a question. What is the main thing that the poor need? We have talked about uh, how the church can care for the poor and care for their their physical needs. Um, But I want us to also remember that there is a higher priority than just caring for the physical needs of the poor. And I get this from uh, John chapter 12. So in John chapter 12, this is right after uh, uh, Jesus um, uh, has has raised Lazarus from the dead. Um, and, and he is at dinner with this group and Mary comes in and takes this perfume, pours it on Jesus's feet. Um, this kind of worshipful um, care for him. Uh, Judas at that time uh, asked a question, why wasn't this perfume sold for 300 denarii and giving to the poor? Now, John adds that, of course, Judas was not doing this because he was uh, in love with the poor, but because he was a thief and he liked to take a little bit out of the money bag that they had. Jesus answers him and he says this, leave her alone. She has kept it for the day of my burial, for you will always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Now, Jesus is actually quoting Deuteronomy, which happens to be his favorite book of the Bible, it seems, in Deuteronomy 15, um, which we recently preached on, where it's as much as Israel was to to take care of the poor, um, God reminds them that there will be poor among you. Um, that that will always be the case. And Jesus here is taking it, but uh, turning it a little bit from its original intent and original context and saying that uh, something more valuable than taking care of the poor is here. Uh, Something more than just kind of uh, monetarily providing for them. And ultimately it's the worship of Jesus. It's the honor of Jesus. It's uh, the, the glory of Jesus. Now, uh, we should be able to see that Jesus is not neglecting the poor, uh, that Jesus is not being uncaring towards the poor. uh, And we can't dismiss those other uh, passages that call for care for the poor because Jesus says there's something more valuable, but he does set a priority when it comes to um, uh, what the people of God are supposed to be about. And ultimately, they're supposed to be about his name. Now, what does this have to do with the actual caring of the poor directly? Well, I think we need to make sure that we, uh, just because somebody is poor or needy or going through a hard time or homeless, does not make them innocent. Um, We, as Christians, should be compassionate for them and compassionate for their state. Even if they're in that state because they've done it, we should not lack compassion. Um, and if our hearts are growing uncompassionate, we need to um, to recognize that we too were poor sinners and needed the grace of God. So we should definitely be compassionate when it comes uh, uh, to those who are in poverty, to those who are homeless. But that does not mean that that compassion would cause us to make that these people in, are innocent 
or sometimes we can overassume that their biggest problem, the biggest problem that the poor have is a physical problem. They don't have money. They don't have finances. They don't have help in those areas and they need help in those areas. Or uh, let's say somebody is homeless and they're, they're a, a alcoholic or a drug addict, which does happen sometimes. The, we can kind of think that if they just got off drugs or if they just got off alcohol, that that would be would solve their deepest issues. And really that we need to recognize that the deepest issues are not uh, some kind of addiction or homelessness or poverty. That the deepest issues of people, all people, are spiritual. That we have sinned against the Holy God and stand before him in judgment. That none of us, not a single one of us, are innocent. That there is no innocent person on this earth. You you might have heard the question, um, you know, what about the person that never hears the gospel, the innocent good person um, living in the far off land or has no access to it? Does that person go to heaven? Uh, the innocent good person go to heaven? And the answer is actually yes. But the problem is that person does not exist because no one's innocent. No one is innocent before holy God. Everyone deserves his judgment. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have worshipped vain idols. All have deceived. Even as we go into the book of Romans, um, and you have this condemnation of both Jews and the Gentiles, that uh, that we recognize that though the Gentiles do not have the law, um, they did not have uh, uh, the Bible, they did not have the truths of God, that they cannot live up to their own understanding, their own conscience condemns them um, for for their sins. Um, so we don't even live up to the internal, um, which can be fallible laws that we all agree to. We can't live up to our own standard. And so even if God were to judge us just on our own standard, we, we would come up guilty uh, and, and separated from him for that. And so when we do ministry to the poor and when we care for the poor, uh, yes, there is a physical side of that. And we should not neglect that. We should definitely uh, give of our finances, um, give of what we have, and share that with the, the poor and the needy around us. But we should also remember that simply doing that is not enough, that, that we cannot stop there. That cannot be where, where the church ends. If, if, if the church is simply doing a nice thing for the poor, that that is good, but we must take other steps. And maybe it starts with that. Maybe it starts with some kind of uh, just giving away ministry. Uh, but we need to recognize that it, it shouldn't end there, that, that we should look for opportunities and try to create opportunities where the church can do spiritual care for the, uh, for the poor and needy. And, um, and that ultimately, we share the good news of the gospel with them, that we must evangelize the poor and needy, just like we are to evangelize our neighbors, just like we are to evangelize the very ends of the earth. Because the main problem for all people everywhere is that they are separated from God because of their sin. And without 
faith in Christ, who has done all that is required to bring us into a right relationship with God without becoming a Christian, without trusting and believing on Jesus, they will continue, all people will continue in that state of rebellion, in that state of separation, till they pass away, and then they will suffer the judgment, which will be an eternal condemnation. They will be judged for their sins. We are either judged for our works, or we are judged for Jesus's works. And so therefore, the church must make sure that it is clear about its main purpose. And its main purpose is to make disciples of all nations. That is what Jesus calls us to do in Matthew 28. Um, we are to baptize them. And I take that as that initial evangelism, sharing the gospel with them, walking through that gospel to the point of where they become believers and to teach them all that is required. We are to disciple them, help them follow Jesus, um, help them in a lifelong relationship with Jesus and, and, and practice the ethics that Jesus calls us to practice in our life. We are called to do that. That is our main calling. And the church must keep the Great Commission as the main thing that it does. Now, part of that Great Commission, I think, and I do think it's an important part, is the actual care for the poor. We must give away our finances, give away our gifts, and help those in need, whether it's food, clothing, shelter, um, whether it's education, um, whether it's just creating a more just and fair society, we should look for ways to care for the poor and needy. Um, that is part of it. But it cannot be elevated above the main calling of the church, which is to share the gospel. And I think that's what Jesus is kind of saying here. Keep the main things the main thing. The secondary things um, are still important. Um, and we shouldn't ignore those secondary things. You know, we are to do all of the law. We're not to pick and choose what we do. We are to do all of what Jesus requires to us. We are to love our the Lord, our God, with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. We are to do both those things. We cannot neglect the worship of God for the love of neighbor, nor can we um, neglect the love of neighbor for the worship of God. Jesus gives us both those things and takes them as 1A and 1B. I think that's very clear that uh, the first is primary to love God, but the second is not a far second. It is to love neighbor as yourself. And the whole law is wrapped up into these two main ideas. And so this is where the church needs to make sure that whenever it's doing its ministry to the poor, they do not slip into this nonprofit kind of, we're just here to help them um, we just want to show them the love of Jesus and not tell them about the love of Jesus. Um, we don't want to be offensive to them. The, the church has to get past that. Um, one, people will not believe in the gospel that they never hear. Paul's real clear about that as well in Romans 10. They can't believe unless they hear. And so we must speak about the good news of the gospel. I, but again, it, it does help to show the love of Jesus by caring for people's physical needs and what's going on in their life right now, of sitting with them and eating with them, of hearing their stories, of having compassion, um, 
and, and care for them and being patient with them and walking with them and taking time with them. We see Jesus over and over again uh, demonstrate an immense amount of patience with people, whether it is his disciples that constantly seem to be messing things up or it's the woman at the well who gives him every excuse to walk away. He is immensely and, and exceedingly patient with, with people. And so we must, and that shows a love and a care um, that we as his people should practice and put into our lives. So when it comes to ministry of the poor, just to summarize, let us make sure that we are keeping the main things the main thing, that we are clear with the gospel with those that are have some physical needs that need to that, that need some support from the church. That we should make sure that we are um, not just becoming a nonprofit organization that helps out the, the poor and needy, but we are willingly sharing the gospel with the, with the poor um, so that they become part of a local church um, and come under that leadership, discipleship of the church and the benefits of being under the preaching of the word, taking the Lord's Supper together, uh, the worship of God, the fellowship of believers. Uh, those things are essential for them, and they desperately need that. They need the church, uh, just like everybody else does. Um, in addition, they may need some physical, you know, some um, some physical help with some things. But let's make sure we keep the main thing, uh, the main thing, and the priority, and we don't overemphasize um, one thing over the other. Jesus practices perfect balance. He calls for his church to have a perfect balance when they when they do ministry. And so as his people, let's let's check our hearts and make sure that we are keeping the same balance that he keeps as well. Thank you for joining us in our podcast today. To find out more about Fellowship Baptist Church, simply go to fellowshiplexington.com or join us for worship Sunday mornings at 1030 if you're ever in the Lexington, South Carolina area. Fellowship Baptist Church exists to gather, grow, give, and go for the glory of God. Thank you.